As always, it is my pleasure that you join me for today's podcast of Second Chance Coaching. My name is Dr. Richard Lewis. If you'd be so kind as to leave me a rating and your feedback, I would very much appreciate it and it will help others like you to optimally discover this podcast wherever you listen to this and your other favorite podcast. As you know, at Second Chance Coaching, we focus on seeing everyday life through the eyes of the returning citizen and highlighting the resiliency of the human spirit. I would love to work with you one-on-one, whether you're a returning citizen or coaching client seeking your second chance, or you're a representative of a business, college, or university seeking to integrate and support returning citizens in your respective organizational and learning environments. Please feel free to contact me via email at richard at secondchancecoaching.com or via Instagram at the Dr. Richard Lewis. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Second Chance Coaching. It is my pleasure to be here with you again this week, and I wanted to take the time to thank all of you who reached out to me in various forms, whether it be through telephone, email, text, social media, and provided me your reaction to our season premiere last week on your voice being your victory and how it really spoke to you. So many of you I got a chance to speak to, and I appreciated the feedback that you gave and the interaction we had regarding that subject and really the various subjects that that we had and that that were on your mind. I especially enjoyed some of you guys, the conversations we had about um, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I finally got to see it. Won't give away any spoilers. Definitely go see the movie. It's definitely worth, worth the trip and it's worth the two and a half hours of the movie. Uh, this past Thursday, we celebrated Thanksgiving here in the United States of America. As, as most of you know, it's a time in which uh, we're with family, we eat great food, we watch sports, we get to relax, enjoy the, enjoy the long weekend, and really it's a time to give specific time to give thanks for our blessings and, and to really have that family time and be grounded. And then once that's all done, it's pretty much the commencement of the Christmas holiday season and the Christmas shopping season. Uh, the day after Thanksgiving, as you know, is known as Black Friday where there's substantial deals on commercial and shopping items. You get substantial deals, discounts, and things of that nature. The next day is dedicated to small business, which is known as Small Business Saturday, in which we highlight and support our small businesses. And then this past Monday is considered to be Cyber Monday, which is really almost like Black Friday, but you do all your shopping online and get the same substantial savings and discounts and things of that nature. And then we come to yesterday, and yesterday, this, which, is, which was this past Tuesday, is known as Giving Tuesday. Now, Giving Tuesday is a day known in which we highlight charities and or charitable causes that we're passionate about. As many of you know who have followed this podcast and newcomers who will be introduced to this now, my most passionate and charitable cause that I like to raise money for is the Nanandi Richard Lewis Memorial Scholarship. The scholarship is named after my son Nanamdi, who was murdered six and a half years ago at the young age of 20 years old. When Nanamdi passed away, I really searched for a healing mechanism for myself and the family and my family, really in in an effort to help us honor 
and, and to honor Nanami's memory and to do and do action love behind his memory. And I could tell you that I, I have such gratitude for an individual who I saw not too long after Nanamdi passed away. He is he is extremely involved and heavy in the reentry movement. His name is Andre Norman. If you Google Andre and on various platforms, especially on YouTube, he has a lot of videos, does a lot of help, does a lot does a lot of great work in this space. And I could tell you during that time when Nanamdi initially died, Andre's support and help and guidance and having me set up and, you know, inspiring me to set up the scholarship is something I'm forever grateful for. So thank you so much, Andre. Nanamdi's uh, scholarship, really the objective of it is to provide financial assistance to students who have one or both of their parents incarcerated in a state or federal correctional institution while they're matriculated in college. My children, unfortunately, went through the trauma of experiencing my incarceration, and I'm appreciative and grateful that they had family and friends and loved ones to be supportive of them and give them so much love while I, while I was gone. Even though I was gone for a short time and they were very little, you know, that, that trauma is felt, you know, and even to this day, you know, my daughter talks to me about remembering those times and things of that nature, but she remembered the love too, which is very, very important. Un but unfortunately, there's so many children so many students that I run into that, that really don't have that love, they don't have that support, and they don't have the, those resources. Um, through The scholarship really provides the mechanism for them having the means to go to college, and these students not only could go to class, but they could have tremendous access to so many college resources and services to assist them with their academic as well as their non-academic needs. In the aftermath of the pandemic, um, colleges, especially us in the community college space, the college is not only the college in the community, it's the college of the community, where it really helps students with food insecurities, technological gaps, clothing, clothing needs, mental health services, so many non-academic needs that just by being a student, it gives them that opportunity to have access to that. And that's why that, that, that the scholarship, one of the many reasons why it's so important for me for these particular type of students who have an incarcerated parent to have that access. Um, the the college-wide community that they would be exposed to, that embracing, well, like I said, is one of the reasons why I think the, the scholarship is so important for, for these students. And I wanna thank you always for those of you who have supported the scholarship and, and those of you who will support the scholarship, I thank you in advance. And really, I thank you for the time to allow me to share with you about the scholarship and about the important impact that it's making. And if you're and, you, and certainly if you're inclined to give to the scholarship, please look in the show notes in today's show notes in today's episode. All the information on how to donate is there for you to review and obviously for you to take action on that. All this conversation about the holidays <laughs> made me think of this week's topic. And the topic that I wanted to talk about was surviving and really thriving through the holiday season. This past Thanksgiving, last Thursday, literally, I have to tell you, was literally just another Thursday for me. Um, unfortunately, due to a combination of uh, logistical situations, miscommunications, and then me still working at, at a part-time evening job, it left me without having anybody to celebrate Thanksgiving with. So I was just, it was just another Thursday, no cooking, no food, no nothing. But, um, and I could tell you, without a shadow of a doubt, I was definitely in my feelings. Um, certainly uh, it could give myself time or could give me an opportunity to feel sorry for myself. But 
in that in that time alone, it really gave me time to reflect and really think about, you know, being in the moment, you know, and putting my feelings aside. I I went back in my memory in my memory and I remember growing up about how exciting the holiday season was when I was growing up as a child and as a young adult. And even as a teenager, when I would become aware and involved through community service projects that the holidays could be a sad and difficult time for many, I didn't really start to fully appreciate that until I was incarcerated. I was physically incarcerated from July 2000 to January 2001. So I was inside the entire holiday season, including my birthday, behind concrete walls. Um, During the holiday season while I was incarcerated, most if not all work assignments in the institution were, were on vacation, so to speak. So you didn't have to do any, any type of work. So you really had nothing to do but have time on your hands, really, to feel the burn of incarceration during the holiday season. Um, a lot of the men that I was incarcerated with really tried to make the best of a tough situation. You know, some were fortunate to have visits, you know, visits from family. If I remember correctly, I definitely had a visit from my mom and one of my uncles, not on Thanksgiving Day, but definitely that holiday weekend and other men that were there you know they did the normal things like you know you watch football a lot of them read books listen to music they try to do anything write letters anything to try to make the day pass quickly and just go through that burn of the day uh you know at the end of the day you know whether whether it be getting food from the cafeteria or food that you had in in your area you know we did come together we did share as traditional a thanksgiving meal as we can and that, and that small sense of community, as well as going to church service that day, really helped through the difficulty of being incarcerated and being away from family. Um, but despite being around those men, despite being around all those folks and, and, and having that common camaraderie of trying to make the best of a bad situation, I'll tell you, I would still prefer to be free on, and on the outside by myself than being incarcerated, even if it meant being in the company of others. But um, I will tell you, I'm, I'm sure I was not alone in that feeling. I think that the other men that I was incarcerated with would have definitely preferred to be home as well rather than, rather than be in, in, in a community of folks that are incarcerated. On, on uh, Turkey Day, on Thanksgiving, my daughter, my sister, and my niece, they all reached out to me to express love and support. In particular, my daughter FaceTimed me multiple times during the day, and she made sure she had my granddaughter on the screen which made the day so much more bearable and so much more enjoyable when I got to speak to them and, and see that see those smiling faces. And in between the time in which I wasn't talking to them, I also reached out to folks who I knew, who I knew for a fact that they were on their own that day because I also appreciated that how they could be terribly sad or depressed or upset during the holiday season or during the onset of the holiday season, especially those those friends of mine that experience loss um in our case you know when we experienced loss when when dad passed away even though we grew up with him after 1985 uh, well really from 1985 on we didn't have dad for any holidays he was already he had already passed away our mom one of the many reasons why she was just such a giant she she just created an environment of love that around the holidays especially around thanksgiving that didn't stop us from missing our father, but but we but it just had us concentrate on relishing the love and having enjoying the time with, with each other, you know. 
I'll tell you, you know, when you, when you hear holiday music and you see decorations and you're around office potlucks and holiday parties and you see folks posting pictures on social media and all the things that people have going on during the holidays, it could certainly give um, folks who are going through stuff as far as loss and what pain is that it almost gives them a reminder of what's what's missing even though they, they, I know they're not unhappy for folks when they see these things, but it's just all those reminders that, that, that come into play. Now, don't get me wrong. Those of you guys who have those moments, that, that are in those moments, there are times that I am right there with you. I'm right there with you having those moments. I feel that pain. I feel that burn. I see the empty spaces in my home. I see the empty spaces you know, in, that are physically around me. I feel the absence of those who are physically gone around me. But I always try to fight and concentrate to pivot my feelings to those who love me. And when I love and, and, and to those who love me and those who I love. And, you know, I try to do a number of things to survive and really even thrive during the holiday season. And certainly I want to share some of these strategies with you. Now I got a basket full of them. It's about 14 strategies I want to share with you. But I think all of them are really, really important to get through this time and to thrive through this time. Number one, um, just breathe. You know, take deep breaths to calm yourself down. If you're struggling um, in this holiday season, just take the time to breathe. Just take a time to be in a quiet place. And when you breathe, you lower your anxiety, you lower your blood pressure, you slow down a heart rate if you're feeling anxious. When you breathe in and out, make sure you exhale longer than you inhale to assist in this process, to really be deliberate and concentrate on just being, just being there, just being in the moment. Secondly, eat healthy and exercise. Exercise, even simple walking. I try to get in 10,000 steps a day, even though I've been so terrible about it this year. I definitely, that, that's going to be one of my 2023 goals. Um, simple walking can clear your mind. It just really helps, even if you're walking and listening to music. And, and of course, you, we know what, con- for the most part, what constitutes healthy eating. But one of my, my sister, one of her things that she talks to me about eating healthy is just start with cooking more and not eating out as much. Even though in the holiday season, we're so tempted to eat everything and eat out a lot, but just to, try not to eat out as much and, you know, try to cook some more. You'll definitely notice the increase in your energy and you'll just feel a whole lot better. Another, the third thing that I wanted to share with you is, you know, when, we, when we're driving down the road or we're going to a certain place and we get signs and detours telling us to go somewhere different and take a different direction because maybe there's some bumps along the road. I'll say for you to learn to cope ahead. Think about, start to build the process of coping ahead of the game. Every October, I always think about, okay, how do I cope with the season and get through this and utilize my survival mechanisms to get through the season? We know Thanksgiving comes at the same time every year, the last Thursday of the month. Christmas always comes at the 25th of December. So, you know, make a plan to cope. You know, if, if things are hard, you know, think about, you know, making sure you go to therapy. Make sure you exercise. Make sure you do the things that, that, that we're going to be talking about today that really help you through the process of, of getting through the holiday season. And really, and like I said, not only getting through, but really, like I'm going to keep on emphasizing the point of thriving through the holiday season. Number four, contribute, volunteer, give gifts. One of the things my mom used to do all the time, she'd always give a money gift to our mail carrier, and I would see his happiness and appreciation um, 
that my mom would do that for him. And in the few years I lived in the house after mom died, I continued that tradition with him and thanked him for all the service that he did. And it was so filling and enjoyable to me to see the look on his face when he saw that we took the time to appreciate the work that he did for us 365 days a year. These mail, these mail carriers work really, really hard. Certainly, I'm going to do that for the mail carrier here in my new place that she's been such she's been so great as far as being so attentive and so caring about, you know, especially me transitioning, knowing I'm moving into it, that I moved into a new place. And volunteering is also great. You know, we're so gratified and we're lucky that we have our time and our talents that we could give. You know, when we couldn't travel at the onset of the pandemic with um, no vaccines in sight, volunteering was so enriching for me. You know, you know, we know that we give help to those that we help. However, the lifting of my of my spirit when I saw I was able to give time and give joy and give energy to people, what it did to my spirit was just immeasurable. The next thing I'll tell you to do is laugh. Find ways to laugh and smile. That's one of the advice, the things that my dad told me before he died. He said, always smile, always laugh. If you got to watch a movie, read or watch something funny, even if you fake a laugh or smile, your body can't tell if you're faking, if you're faking the smile or the laughter. Just by doing the smile, the action of smile or laughing, you know, performing that action will definitely affect, positively affect your body chemistry. The release of those endorphins is just such a plus on the health side. And that's done just by just by smiling. Just think about it. Just do it right now. Just smile and just laugh. Because there's always something that you can laugh about. <laughs> Prioritize the next thing. Get all the things that you want to do. Get the things off your to-do list that you always say, I got to do this this weekend. I got to do this this weekend. And you never do it. I know, I, I know that happens to me all the time. And get that done during the holiday break. Practice gratitude. At a minimum, write five things that you're grateful for. It could be more than five, but if you get to five, and I know you get to five, you could write more and you'd be surprised how much you have that to be grateful for and what you would value. It's very important. Practice that gratitude and, and just keep reading it. Create an escape plan. This is what I love to do. The remainder of this holiday season, I'm definitely going to be traveling. I'm going to go see my daughter and my granddaughter, make sure that I see them and get next to them. And next holiday season, I am traveling. I'm going out of town. I need to change my settings and change, change my settings around me so I'm not reminded of all that stuff. So just, you know, travel if you can. Do something different. Number nine, journal. Constructively write down your feelings so you're really aware of your feelings and you can plan out how to deal with them. As I always have said in different episodes, when, you, when I write things in my notebook, it's real to me and I, and I can absorb it. And that's, and that's also, that goes with my feelings. If I write down my feelings, I can constructively deal with them. I can look at them and say, hey, this is what I could do. This is what I could do to handle it. What am I going to do about that? Number 10, treat yourself. Do something different. I don't like to drive a whole lot, but I like to take scenic drives. Down here in South Florida, I'll take scenic drives on US-1. I'll take scenic drives on A1A on the Ocean Highway. I'll go to the Wynwood Art District in Miami. Definitely walk around in downtown Hollywood. Definitely, I'm easily, you could always find me at the Hollywood Beach Broadwalk. And then also go to South Beach. I'll go to South Beach. I'll, I'll go eat at the Pink Taco on Ocean Drive. Good food. You know, treat yourself. Just do something different. Change the scenery around. And then at the same time, I'm telling you, treat yourself and do something different. I'm also telling you to keep a routine, number 11. All of these things I've, I've told you so far, 
set a routine, set a schedule. I've done that. I've prepared to do that. I've set a routine and a schedule of things that I want to do when I'm here and also when I'm out of town seeing Julian and Janelle. You know, set a routine where I'm busy being occupied. And like I said, it just it just keeps my thoughts from from straying into bad places. And then number 12, speaking of your thoughts, make sure that you practice self-compassion. You may not get everything done that you want to plan to get done this holiday season. And you might and in even the best laid plans of thriving through the holiday season, you might have a bad day. You might have some bad days or you may have some tough moments. And it's okay to allow yourself to feel that. It really is. I would say block out the people who tell you that you have to, quote, unquote, to be strong. You're being strong by practicing self-compassion and embracing those feelings and being and just being good to yourself and being true to yourself. To thine own self be true. I was saying that to a, to a friend of mine. We were having a conversation this evening. I was telling him, to thine own self be true. Um, one of my aunts uh, reached out to me on social media. I remember a couple of years ago when mom passed away and I put up a social media post about visiting my sister and my niece and I talked about holding the tears in and things of that nature, you know, when I saw them and her response, you know, when people make comments on the social media post and one of her comments was to be strong and quote unquote, don't cry. But I, but I didn't get into, you know, back and forth with her because I understood the spirit of what she was trying to say. But I disagreed with her because my strength is demonstrated through really being connected with my feelings and giving myself that grace and mercy. The only reason why I didn't start crying is because, like I said, I didn't want to cry and then have make my sister start crying, then my niece start crying, and then all of us are crying. So I certainly didn't want to do that. Thirteen, reflect and meditate. I start off each day in prayer, reflection, and meditation as a way to really refresh and focus on the day at hand and really lay the foundation for healing and what I'm going to do in restoration and victory and really push me forward into the new day. So if you got to reflect and meditate and if you if you're a praying person pray as well. And the last thing I'll say is number 14 the last thing I'll tell you about surviving and thriving through the holiday season is really to reframe your experience. At that at the moment that you that you're feeling a certain way just pivot to something positive because there's always something positive that's there. When I saw my Thanksgiving day going down the tubes, <laughs> basically, I basically reframed it by reaching out to folks who I knew were alone and struggling. But I couldn't do that by myself. My, my ability to pivot was started by the encouragement that I received from my daughter, my granddaughter, my niece, my sister. You know, that, that encouragement started there. And then that sparked the fire of me saying, well, let me reach out to others who I know could be alone and who could be struggling. And those com- and in those instances, we talked, we prayed, you know, we really encouraged each other. And that was so, so very important. You know, the holidays could be a joyous time. It really can be. But it also could be a struggle based on your individual situation. Hopefully these basket full of tips that I that I shared some a lot of them that I've done and hopefully some of them you can share uh, and do as well. And that those of you who are normally struggling to survive initially. Hopefully these tips could not only help you survive, but also could help you thrive. Remember, I'm here with you. I'm here with you. And 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 I'm here with you and for you if you're struggling. You don't have to struggle alone. And you won't struggle alone. You won't. You reach out to us. Reach out to me. You know how to reach out to us. It's in the intro and outro of our show. So reach out if you need that help. 
But embrace the season. Embrace the struggle. And more, and most importantly, really embrace the victory through your thriving this season because you will thrive. Remember, we're with you every step of the way. We're here with you with this season. We're here with you every day of the year. We're here with you through your reentry journey. We're here with you basically every step of the way. I want to thank you for being there for me. I want to thank you for those who reached out to me and strengthened me and encouraged me. I want to thank you. And, and I thank you for joining us here every week on Second Chance Coaching. Remember, this is your season to thrive, not just survive. And I look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you again for joining us here at Second Chance Coaching. In addition to coaching services for individuals and businesses, I'm also available for speaking engagements and workshops on criminal justice reentry, human resources, as well as organizational culture and leadership. Feel free to email me at richard at secondchancecoaching.com, as well as connect with me on Instagram at the Dr. Richard Lewis. Remember, every day you are given this opportunity for your second chance, and I know you'll make the best of it. I love you all, and I look forward to connecting with you next time here at Second Chance Coaching.